0: Hello and welcome everyone to our podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a few different topics because there are some things that are going on in this country right now that really is a distraction. But I want to talk about what we should be focused on. So that really is going to be the topic of today. If we look at what's going on in our nation today, today, Uh, we just had the election, November 8th, 2020. I wanted to mark the day to just let everybody know what is going on. The, the election was November 3rd. And now we are seeing a power struggle between the Republicans and the Democrats. This nation has never been more divided. Before President Trump was was, well, before we had the election, President Trump nominated another Supreme Court. And so this is kind of what's going on in our nation right now, and I wanted to give everybody an update for when they listen to this. Now, this podcast, you may think, well, are we talking about politics today? Absolutely not. We're talking about something that politics have been distracting us from, and that, of course, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is what we're talking about for our podcast today. And I want to remind everyone that... I read somewhere once that anxiety, because there's so much anxiety right now on both sides of the party, not so much on Joe Biden's side of the party, but on the Republican side of the party, people are experiencing serious anxiety. And I want just want to remind everybody that anxiety really is the end of faith. What do I mean by that? Well, where anxiety begins, that's where faith ends. Same thing with worry. Same thing really with anything that is going to keep someone from building their faith or distracting them from why we're here. Now, why do I say that? Well, we've got to remember who our king is. Our king is Jesus Christ, and we are put here on earth as a proving ground to go to heaven. And so Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so the reason why I read the first chapter of the book of Romans because later on in Romans 13, there's a verse in there that is very peculiar when it talks about the higher powers and what it means. It says, Let every subject be Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power of God resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. And so that's straight out of the Bible, straight out of the book of Romans, which is very important because well, the book of Romans, we are under that law. We are under the New Testament law. So, verse five says, "Wherefore you must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake." Don't do anything that's going to invite your uh, in not invite your conscience, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's not going to violate your conscience, and so that's really what it means by that. For this cause, pay you tribute also. For they are God's ministers, attending, uh, con, attending continually upon this very thing. <clears throat> Render therefore all their dues, tribute to whom is tribute due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Now, we might be at this point asking the question: Was there boundaries? Is there lines that that are drawn that we must not cross? Well, absolutely, there are. We must be so uh, subject to every ordinance of those higher powers as long, that's verse 2, whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth resisteth the ordinance of God. But we have to remember what Peter said, we must obey God rather than man. So if the new government or if the old government comes up with an idea or a law or a legislation that violates the law of God or the law of faith, which we are under now, then we are obligated as Christians not to follow it. That was true. That's been true with every president that's been in so far. And so what's going on with this country right now is is that. We cannot be distracted from what the true gospel is. So this cu- country right now has many different problems, right? And so when I talk about the problems that are facing this country, we cannot be really confused about what we mean and, and when I say distractions that's exactly what I mean and so I want to read some verses here in this whole podcast the rest of this podcast we're going to be breaking down these verses here keeping in mind Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 and of course Romans chapter 13 verses 1 through 5 and so really we're going to go back to the Golden Rule. Has everybody ever heard the Golden Rule? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And so we're going to read, and we're going to start reading in Matthew chapter 7. And why Matthew chapter 7? Because there's nothing really this nation needs more right now than Jesus' teachings. And so if you go to Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17, of course Jesus was saying in that verse, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you go and you read the rest of the New Testament, there are several conclusions that we can draw from the New Testament. One, the kingdom came, the kingdom is here, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, and of course, Acts chapter 2, verse 47, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. We understand from the New Testament that the kingdom is the church. So that idea destroys the idea of premillennialism, which says the kingdom is still yet future. It destroys the idea that we are still under the Old Testament law or the Mosaic law. We are not. We are under the law of Christ, Christianity. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 2. Bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, which is what we're under now. We are no longer under the Mosaic law. And so... We have to understand that Jesus Christ lived under the Old Testament law, under the Mosaic law. <clears throat> and so while his teachings still apply to us because of our New Testament, and you can go and read John chapter 14 and verse 26, and you can see that he had told his apostles that there are going to be a new law, and whatever he... Talk to his apostles about. That's what they were going to teach. The Holy Spirit was going to, going to come and guide them into all truth. and They were going to spread this truth throughout the entire world. By the end of Romans, Romans chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, the gospel had gone out to the entire world. And so, what's the implication here? Why am I bringing this up for this lesson? Well, in the United States today, there are several people, several problems going on with the people in the United States. The biggest being they think they know what the gospel is, but they don't, or they've never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, at this point in creation, in life, is God going to hold people accountable if they don't know what the gospel is? Well, sure he is. He's going to hold people responsible for not knowing what it is, And he is going to hold people responsible for not seeking it out. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says exactly that. For without faith it is impossible to uh, please him. For without belief, that's what the other word is, without belief it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The biggest problem of this nation today is they are not diligently seeking God now I want you to read with me a couple of verses here out of Matthew chapter 7 we talked about Matthew chapter 4 Matthew chapter 5 really started the Sermon on the Mount this really is Jesus' first sermon we know this because he was baptized in Matthew chapter 3 to fulfill all righteousness now you got to understand what that word righteousness is what makes us righteous today is not the same thing that made Jesus righteous in the old Mosaic law. But one thing we know right now, that there is such a thing according to Romans chapter 3 and verse 27, is that there is a law of righteousness. There is a law of works. Or there is such a thing as God's perfect moral law. And in order for Jesus to, to keep God's perfect moral law because he is perfect. Jesus, uh, he was born of a virgin. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, confirmed in Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2. He was born of a virgin. He lived a completely sinless life because he is the only one that was able to follow the perfect moral law of God perfectly. Now, this perfect moral law of God it's called different things in the Bible. Romans chapter 3, verse 27 calls it the law of works, which no man, uh, by, by that law, no man is justified because we can't keep it perfectly. If we could keep it perfectly, then we would not have need for a Savior. Which brings me back to Jesus Christ. People are not seeking a Savior today, they're not looking to be saved. And a lot of that has to do with the culture that people believe. They believe. They don't believe in sin anymore. They don't believe people can sin. They just have human judgment, human error, and they always find a way to blame someone else. And so if there was a way to blame someone else for our mistakes, wouldn't we do it? Well, that's what society does today. And so people become, in our society and and in their beliefs, that they are no longer responsible for their own actions. It's always somebody else's fault. They want to blame the environment. They want to blame their parents. They want to blame anybody else that they can instead of taking blame for what they have done. And, of course, when they do that, they stay in their sin. So this causes people not to look for a Savior, and it causes people to go in a very broad and destructive path. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people who live moral lives that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. They try to live in a way that is suitable for living, that they don't self-destruct. You know, when I look at a lot of these pro athletes, and a lot of them are, you know, pretty good as far as living goes, and, and they don't violate certain biblical principles, but that doesn't mean they're perfect. They sin just like everybody else, and yet people turn to them for answers, which I never understood. There's only one place that we can turn to for answers, and that, of course, is the Bible, and so now that turns to me. Once again, I want to turn back to the the golden rule, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12. Now, this is the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. It began in Matthew chapter 5 with the Beatitudes. You go all the way through Matthew chapter 6, Jesus preaching the Sermon on the Mount. We come to Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12. Now, this is the end of his first sermon, and, and I would hope that someone would get something out of this because there's so much here. Matthew 7 and verse 12 says, Therefore all things whatsoever you would would, that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. This is the golden rule. This is what the Mosaic Law, a lot of it was about. You go back and you read Exodus. Exodus chapter 12, I want to say, began the, the Mosaic Law when God lifted them up out of Egypt and instituted the Passover. Matthew chapter 13 he he is guiding the children of Egypt children of Israel through the wilderness by a cloud by day and a flame by night and so he was always there in darkness and in night, guiding them through the through the troubles of their lives every day while even through the wilderness wander the wilderness wanderings I'm sorry I'll get that out. <laughs> the wilderness wanderings, God was always there for 40 years, giving them instruction on how they should live. And so one of those laws, of course, therefore, all things whatsoever you would do that men should do to you, so ye even so to them, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Now, this applies, these next verses applies as much to us today as it did them back then. And so it says, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many, and I'll say that again, and many there be which go in thereat. Now I was reading somewhere on Facebook and in news and stuff, that this is, this has been the largest election this country has ever seen. In fact, the losing the losing party, if we want to say that, because co- this coming week, this is a Sunday night, and this coming week there's going to be multiple lawsuits filed because of the, the belief of widespread, right, widespread fraudulent voting. In other words, people cast illegal votes. There's a belief that this way of this mail-in balloting led to all sorts of corruption and so there's going to be many lawsuits filed this week. They've declared a winner. The mainstream media has declared a winner. But this is don't make any mistake about what I'm saying here. What I'm talking about in this podcast, this is the root of the problem. We are told to enter in at the straight gate. We're told to do unto others as as they well, let's read that again. Therefore all, thing, therefore, all things whatsoever you would do that men should do to you, do ye even also to them. And the idea is be kind to people. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Is this going on in this country right now? Well, no, it is not. You have one group of people treating that their same group that they're involved with the same way that they would want to be treated. But then you have the other group the other party and there's just so animosity between the two and so i I'm, I'm a firm believer that if we want to the other party to treat us the way we want to be treated with well, them we should treat them the same way and so but here's a, here's verse 13 it says enter ye in at the straight gate obviously there's a comparison here between the narrow way and the broad way And the fact that many people find this broad way and a few people find this narrow way. Listen to these two verses. It says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Now contrast that to, compare it to, verse 14. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leads to life, or which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Now, there's a couple of words in here that we have to focus on. The first statement I want to focus on, and many there be which go in there at, that's not a way that we have to seek. That's not a place that we have to find. You're there. You're on it. Everybody is on it. Now, if we want to be saved, we have to find and we have to go the narrow way Because this narrow way leads to life. Now, he's not talking about life in this physical life here. This is Jesus talking, and he's talking about eternal life. And there'll be few that find it. So, this, by implication here, this is something that we look for. This is something that we search for. That's why Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, when talking about faith, when talking about belief, God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, what's the reward? We find that narrow gate. We find that straight gate, that narrow way that leads unto life because we're looking for it. If you don't look for it, what is the what are the chances that you'll find it? Are you just going to stumble across it? Perhaps, maybe. But more times than not, No. And so we have all kinds of examples throughout the Bible of people seeking the narrow way and finding it by God's grace. And make no mistake about it, people who are saved, people who are biblically saved, were searching for truth. They had to be searching for truth, and they have to be willing to obey the truth. Now, this is a far cry because you read the next several verses here where it says. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Now, false prophets—what do they do? They teach falsely. This is a problem because now you ha- you may have people seeking the truth, looking to find it, and they may encounter these false prophets that tell them something that they that are that is not true. And what happens to these? To these sheep that are lost to these false prophets, well, they get ravaged by these ravening wolves. They get devoured, so to speak. They fall into false doctrine, and once you fall into false doctrine, you're trapped there. Now, for the most part, this denominational world that's thinks they're saved, but they're lost for the most part, they let the Bible guide them. Or or if they don't let the Bible guide them, they let some type of false pastor guide them and it's based on, loosely based on biblical principles that allow them to lead a good life. And for the most part, they're conservative. But there are some, even in the Lord's true church, that are liberal and therefore really can't be children of God because of this. Now, I want you to notice the next three verses here where it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Now, why do I bring that up? Because of the shape of this nation that it's in. We have to ask the question, what are the biggest issues facing our time in this nation right now? I would say it's abortion, dishonesty, homosexuality, and things like that, deep, deep-rooted sin. And it's not my opinion of whether or not those things are sins or not. If God has already called it sin, it's sin. And so what chance do these people have of doing the will of the Father? Well, if they repent, they can, but if they're living the same lifestyle that they're living right now, With their dishonesty and the main issues that are facing this country, that is driving this country into the ground, they have no hope of of eternal life. And this is what we're trying to shoot for. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And and then I will profess in them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Now, what iniquity did they do if they prophesied in God's name and cast out demons and done many wonderful works? Well, he's going to cast them out because verse 21 here is the key. He that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So we have to look at it that way. What is the will of the Father? What does he want from us? Well, as a nation, he wants us he wants faithfulness. He wants us to do not what we think is right, but what we th- what, we, what the Bible actually says to do. Not what we feel, not what we think we know, but we need to turn our eyes toward Jesus and do what the Bible tells us to do. You know, in closing here, I want to point out another verse here. John chapter 12, verse 48. Now, I want to get into some of these sins over the next couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about abortion. We're going to be talking about living dishonest lives. We're going to be talking about things that are driving this nation into the ground. But I want to read these final words of Jesus where he says, And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejects me and receives not my words, this is Jesus speaking, as one that judgeth him. The words that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in that last day. In Jesus' life, he was not going to judge people then and there. He's going to wait till judgment day and see when he opens up those books, the book of, of life, and your name's not written in it, and you're going to be judged by his words. That's what he is saying. He is going to be judging us by his words that he has spoken while he lived right now that we have in the New Testament in the Bible. Those are the words that that we're going to be judged by. So wouldn't wouldn't it be smart of us to pick up the Bible and read it and open it to see how we're supposed to live? Well, absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. It pays for us to do that. You're listening to the Patriot Preacher Podcast, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. And If you don't care, leave me some likes. If you leave a like and you like what you hear, let me know. My phone number is 423-707-4178. If you want to call, if you want to have a Bible study or just talk, you can call or message or text me. My email address is cfraley2 at suddenlink.net. You can email me if there's a certain topic that you would like for me to discuss. To discuss please let me know I, I can give bible answers to questions to the best of my ability just like everybody else And uh, if you want to obey the gospel by hearing the word of god believing that jesus christ is the son of god repenting of our sins confessing christ before men and being baptized for the remission of sins and then the bible tells us to live a faithful life and we can have a home in heaven if you need help obeying the gospel reach out to me, call me. I would love to study with you, study God's word, and we could talk about anything that you would like to talk about. Thank you guys, have a good night.